How are we doing? Well done for coming out. Um, you know, what a year it's been, hasn't it? Was it just me? What a year, you know? We're wearing masks, we're not wearing masks, we're wearing masks. There's a lot of uncertainty, wouldn't you say? And um, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm like, who do you believe as well? You know, people say this on the news, and then do I believe them? Because they don't even do what they're asking us to do. It's just me watching the news. Hasn't it been a funny year? A lot of uncertainty. And, um, you know, but I believe, even though there's a lot of uncertainty that God actually has good news for us. And he actually has a message that actually can give us certainty in the uncertainty. Does anybody want some certainty? Anybody want some confidence, should I say, in the uncertainty? You know, we can't be fully certain, but we can have a confidence in the uncertainty. Does anybody want some certainty? Might be a challenge, but anybody want some confidence? We can have a confidence in God, the Bible teaches us. And God definitely has some good news for us. Does anybody want some good news? So, how do we get this confidence? How do we receive this good news? And how can we have a confidence in the good news when there's all this other stuff going on around us that we're not sure about? Anybody want to... Can I just ask you a few questions tonight? Is that okay? And send you away with some questions about the gospel. And you can decide for yourself what you think about it. Right? This is the go- I'm going to share the gospel tonight, but I'm going to give you three questions to think about it. So let's go to Luke. Luke writes about the good news of Jesus and the account of Jesus, what happened in coming into the world. And he went and investigated and found out all about it. And he writes this right in the opening paragraph. Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us. Just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were witnesses and servants of the word. With this in mind, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to write an orderly account for you. Most excellent Theophilus. Theophilus basically means Theo, God, Philos, which means loved or brother or friend of God. So he's writing to someone who's loved or a friend of God. That actually means this. He's writing to everyone. Because God loves everyone. And God wants to be everyone's friend. So he was writing to Theophilus, but he's actually writing to the rest of the world. Anybody will engage with this letter from God. And then he says, so that you, Theophilus, or anyone loved by God, may know the certainty of the things that you have been taught. So Luke finds all the evidence about Jesus and probably spoke to Mary and what happened, Mary? Who was there at the birth and how did it all work out? Because I want to write an orderly count so that in the future people can know for certain the truth of the gospel. And he wrote it and investigated it thoroughly. Like, a, like an investigator who does a, you know, someone who does, a, on a, on a, does an autopsy and works out what's gone on. To that detail, he investigated and wrote it down so that you, loved by God, could know the good news that God loves you. And then what Luke does, he's really clever, right? He then puts some questions in his account so that we can engage in the narrative, in the story, and be a part of the story. So we're not distant from it, we become the characters in the story. So the first character, we're going to kind of get to the birth of Jesus, because it's not quite Christmas yet, is it? We've not got to Christmas. If you want to listen about the birth of Jesus, come Christmas Day, because I'll preach about the birth. But today we're building up to Christmas. 
Is anybody ready for Christmas? Is anybody not ready for Christmas? Yeah, it's all right. I used to spend my life, you know, Christmas Eve, bomb up to Hanley Duck, get it all done, get home, wrap it, two o'clock in the morning, go bed and get up. That's how I used to do it. Then I got married and realized I couldn't do it that way. And then I had kids and it was impossible to do that way. So my wife does it all. No, no, no that's just kidding. We, we, did, we do do it together. But the point is we're building up for Christmas. We're building up to the birth of Jesus, right? And these are the questions Luke puts in there. So first of all, we go to a guy called Zechariah. Zechariah, is, he's, he's a priest and he, he goes to the temple and he can't have children. His wife is barren. And then all of a sudden, an angel appears to him and says to him, Zechariah, you're going to have a child. And this child, he's going to be called John. I'd be like, telling me who my child's called. But anyway, he tells him he's going to be called John, right? And then he says, this John, he's going to preach to the people. And the people will turn their hearts back to God, ready for the Messiah, the Lord, who's about to come in his kingdom. And Zechariah says this, right? So remember, Luke's writing account so that we can know the certainty of things. And look at his first question that he puts in there. Put yourself in the shoes of Zechariah. He says this. Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? Hello? First question. So that you can be certain, you can be sure. The first question that he puts in there that we always ask, yeah, but how can I be sure? I know it's been written down. I know that the good news, because there's a lot of messages going around in this world. There's the politics politics yeah do I believe that one there's an academic message there's a scientific message but this message is a different message this message is a personal message from God to you and he asks this question how can I be sure or how will I know I felt myself I nearly had that used that line how will I know went into a Whitney Houston 1985 how will I know if he really loves me? It's the same thing, right? Whitney got it. She didn't know the answer. How will I know if he really loves I say a prayer to every heart. She's on about a different person. Do you get it? We're having karaoke if he didn't have it or not tonight. The point is this. We all ask this question. How can I be sure? How can I be confident in this gospel you're telling me about? There's so much, so much, so many messages in the world. How can I be sure? How can we be sure? I'm going to tell you how you can be sure. This message isn't based on the angel's ability. This message is not based on Zachariah's ability. This message is from God. This message is from God who always does what he says he's going to do. It's a God who's faithful forever and ever and ever. And Zachariah's got his eyes on the natural ability to make this happen. And he says, can I be sure? He doesn't believe in the God of the message. And we all have to ask this question, first of all. Everyone in this world will be faced with this question. Can I trust this God who sent me good news? Can I be sure of him? Can we? I want to say that you can. First and foremost, put your trust in the word of God. Put you above everything else that's going on in this world. Focus on the word of God. Because the word of God is, he is faithful to his word. And he won't fail. That's the first question. Have you got that question? How can I be sure? The word of God. If you fix your eyes and your focus on Jesus, the word of God, he does not change. And that will give you your confidence. 
Number two, second question. We now go to Mary. We're nearly at the birth of Jesus, right? We go to Mary. What happens? An angel appears to her again. And the angel says, you're going to have a child, but this child's going to be the son of God. Ooh, that's another level up. You're going to carry the son of God, the savior of the world. So what does she ask? Second question Luke puts in there. She says, how will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. Now, I don't want to get into the biology this evening because there's children in the room. Yeah? But Mary's asking a biology question. You got it, right? It's not even, it's not even a GCSE question. It's a, it's a year six SAT, this is, right? That's the level that this question's at. How, how is this? How can this be? I am a... It's not possible for me to have a child. How can God save us? How can God forgive us? How can God raise us from the dead so that we have eternal life? How can it be? Second question we all ask. What does the angel say? The Holy Spirit will come. The Holy Spirit will come. The Holy Spirit will come and the power of God will overshadow you. In other words, how does this happen? By the power of God. It doesn't happen in our strength. It's received by faith when we put our faith in the word of God and the Holy Spirit comes into our life and changes us from the inside out. And that power that he gives us gives us the hope of eternal life in God. Are you with me? How can I be sure? The word of God. How will it be? It's not based on a biology lesson. It's not a scientific study of the Bible. It's a theology lesson that this God who says, he sa- who says he can happen, it can happen, will make it happen. It's theology. It's who he is. Are you still with me? These are really good questions to ask about the birth of Jesus. So we're not quite at the birth of Jesus. Like I said, if we want to get to the birth of Jesus, come Christmas Day, I'm going to preach on that. Now we're going to go to another question. This next question is an encounter between Elizabeth who is the carrier of John, Zechariah's wife. She's heavily pregnant, and Mary goes to visit her. And while she's visiting her, it says this, that the Holy Spirit fills John the Baptist in, Mary, in, in Elizabeth's stomach. And she then says this. She says, But why am I so favoured that the mother, Mary, of my Lord should come to me. I think that's a geography question. I think she's thinking, how have you got from Nazareth to here? 161.4 kilometers. I googled it. She's, she's traveled. She's walked 161.4 kilometers. I think she's saying, how have you got here to me? But actually, it's more than a geography question. It's a theology question again. Why? As the saviour of the world, come in contact with me. Why as the saviour in Mary, come into me, into my house? Why as Jesus come to me? Why did Jesus come into this world? Why was Jesus sent into this world? And the only conclusion I've come to is this, because God loves you. There's no other reason why he would send his one and only son. For you, Theophilus, loved by God. 
How can I be sure? Because the message, the good news of Jesus, Luke wrote it down so that it could come to you. It could be preached to you this evening as we build up for Christmas that you could hear the good news of Jesus. I don't know why I'm doing that. How will it be? The power of God. Don't worry about it. God will make it happen. Why have you come to me? Why am I so favoured? Why would you pick little me? Humble Mary, Elizabeth, why were they chosen? Because God chose them. Why does God come to us? Because he chooses us and he loves us. And actually God initiates it all. God sent his son. God sent the Holy Spirit to make sure Jesus was born. God did it all. We did nothing. All we do is respond to the good news that Jesus is knocking on our door and saying, I've come for you. I offer you forgiveness. I offer you eternal life in Christ Jesus. I can't do any more than I've given for you. I've given it all. All you need to do is receive the good news. And I'll guarantee this, you will have a confidence in the uncertainty. You will understand, like Luke says, that you may know the certainty of the things that God has given us. I love what Elizabeth says. She says these words. For no word of God will ever fail. Nothing that God has said ever fails. If God says he saved you, he saved you. You just need to respond to it. If God says you're forgiven, you're forgiven. If God says you'll be raised from the dead when you die because of the power of God in you, the Holy Spirit, you'll be raised from the dead. That's the good news, church. Can we celebrate that? It's that good news. Why? Because he loves you. You are Theophilus that he writes to today. He doesn't, he, he doesn't maybe come through in, in what form you think, but he's preaching to you today and saying, this is my word. If you read the good news, you'll hear it and receive it, and God will come into your life. Is that good news? I think that's good news. There are three great questions for you to ask as you build up for Christmas. Now, I just wanted to play a game before we finish. Is that okay? I've picked two people, but they don't know they've been picked. And it might cause a problem because they're a married couple. And they're going to kind of play with a game with each other, right? Is this okay? Has anybody watched I'm a Celebrity recently? I've lost half the room. Now, on I'm a Celebrity, if you know the game, what happens is they put a load of celebrities in a, at the moment, it's in a castle. So they throw them in a castle. It's freezing cold. They limit what food they've got. They don't have no contact with the outside world, those that they love. They don't hear off them. I was watching it the other day, and it was about two weeks in, and they had this opportunity to get a letter from their loved ones. Oh, I'm glad you'll say, oh, because you're coming up in a minute. We'll see if he's R in then. Right, the point is this. There's this letter this loved from their loved ones, and they set them this task in order to receive this letter from their loved one. bit mean, really. The task goes something like this. You're going to be given a code. It's a, it's a, it's a code for a um, Wi-Fi code. And you're going to get a phone call. You'll re- receive the Wi-Fi code. And you need to remember the Wi-Fi code and then type it into the computer over here. And they got one chance of hearing it. And if they, did, if they wrote the wrong code in, they didn't get their letter from the loved one. Right? But the deal was this. The, they weren't competing for themselves. They were actually competing for someone else. So if they lost the Wi-Fi code, the message... Then they missed it for someone else. And it was like so much pressure, right? So I thought we'd play this game tonight. Alistair and Pippi, can you come up for us, please? Come on, give them a round of applause. So, you have some whiteboards. I didn't prep you because I, I thought it might worry you. I thought, I'll just, 
I knew you'd be up for it. So if you just, if you just move away from each other, because you can't see what you write on there, what I'm going to do, we'll have, a, we'll have a test at this, right? What we're going to do is I'm going to give you a six-digit code, right? Yeah? Your job is to write it down, okay? But I'm going to try and distract you as well. And then, once you're confident, once you're certain of the message that you've got, you're going to then pass it to Pippa. If Pippa gets it right, she wins the prize. It's a big prize. Are you feeling the pressure? Are you ready? Okay, I'll give you, I'll give you a practice first of all. You ready? First code is this. I'm going to say it once and not repeat it. You can't write it down. Not yet. You ready? No. Six forward slash hashtag S two question mark. Not yet. And you can't phone a friend. <laughs> okay, write it down. Oh, his hand's shaking. <laughs> That's five. One, two, three, four, five, do you want? six. <laughs> I did say six, didn't I? Did I? Please help me. It's a good job. It's a test. Right? Let's have a look. Okay. Right. I want you to tell Pippa what it is and Pippa write it down. Okay. It's only a test. Ready? Let's, have you wrote it down? Okay. Right. Tim, let's, let, show me what you've got. I'm going to say it. Six forward slash. No, show me. You could be changing it. Right? Hashtag S2. Question mark. Okay. So it's not easy, is it? Right? And these people on the TV, they were pressured with a love letter, which is really, really important to receive when you've not heard from your loved ones for two weeks. You know, there is a point to that. Many of you have probably worked that out already. The point is this there's a lot of noise around, there's a lot of uncertainty, there's a lot of negative news. And you know what? There's a great time we can have at Christmas as well. Do you know what? Christmas can sometimes be a difficult time for fun people. We can all sing the songs and have a great time in here, but sometimes it's hard because love lawns have gone. It's not the same. A lot of noise. There's a lot of noise of good times, a lot of noise of bad times. But I want to say this to you. The message, the good news of Jesus does not change. And in all of the noise, in all of your great Christmas thing that you're having with your family, don't miss the important message. Don't get lost in the, in the, in the partying. There's a message that's more important. It's Jesus letting be the source. And in your pain, in your difficulty, there's a message in there too. There's a deeper message for you of healing and love from Jesus this Christmas. Don't get lost in all the noise. Hear the message of Jesus. A message of faith, a message of hope, and a message of love. That God sent his one and only son for you, Theophilus, loved by God. So that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. All of the other uncertainty, it'll fade one day. But the word of God does not fail and it does not fade That's where we get our hope. That's where we get our certainty. I want to pray for you. I want to pray that this Christmas, that you would know Jesus in a a new way. If you've never known Jesus, you can know Jesus for the first time.
in all of what's going on, that you can have a confidence in the word of God. So let us just bow our heads for a minute and I'll pray. Jesus, we thank you that you came into this world. Jesus, I thank you that you humbled yourself. Not only did you come into this world, you laid your life down for us. And Jesus, I thank you that we sang the song earlier that we can receive in our hearts Jesus. And Father, I pray tonight for people in here to have a great Christmas. But more importantly, I pray that they would know you at Christmas. That they would ask that question, how can I be sure the message is here? Put your faith in God, in God alone. How will it happen? God will make it happen. Why have you come for me? Because God loves you. So Father, we just pray that this Christmas, people would receive Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, into their hearts. You know, if you're here tonight and you've heard this message and you want to know God, you can believe this message tonight and you can receive Jesus. And this is what I'm encouraging you to do. Don't miss the message. It's for you. It's not just for people who come church. You know, we sang that song at the beginning. Oh, come all you faithful. I wasn't faithful when I came. I was a mess. I was unfaithful. But God changed my heart. It encouraged me to be faithful. And when I'm not faithful, it encourages me to go again. So we come as we are. This is a message of love for all of us. You know, if you're here and you've you've thought tonight, this is what I want you to do. Speak to someone who's invited you. Speak to, come to me, speak to me and say, do you know what? I want to know this message. I want to know this hope that you're talking about. You know, and we can encourage you to start this journey of knowing Jesus and learning to obey Jesus and follow him.